Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to the Future of Leadership, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Paul McCarthy. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Paul's episodes, we'll cover practical insights, tips, and executable activities to get you thinking about the future of leadership in your organization. Let's begin. It's time to reframe the narrative. It's time to create the conditions for our leaders, leadership teams, and organizations to have open and honest conversations that matter. I'm Paul Mack from Paul Mack Leadership, just a poor boy from Shepherd's Bush, challenging the way things are done. I've adopted a counterintuitive approach to the future of leadership that's starting to gain traction. What I'm sharing is raw, it's unconventional, but it's always focused on having the conversations that we need to have. Through our work, research, and understanding of current and future trends in leadership, we now know that organizations will increasingly need a different philosophy, mindset, and approach to support their organizations and leaders to navigate ongoing disruption. Fired Leadership, as you'll see, introduces the five critical leadership qualities that leaders and organizations will increasingly need to successfully navigate this ongoing disruption. Currently, leaders who demonstrate these five critical leadership qualities are being sidelined, marginalized, and even fired when they display them. No other leadership philosophy, program, or practitioner talks about these future leadership qualities as being critical to the future of leadership. And yet the research clearly corroborates their increasing significance to a leader's ability to lead effectively. In the next five episodes of this GGG Unleashed series, we'll introduce each of these leadership qualities and show you at a high level how to define this leadership quality in your leaders, what it's like when a leader executes and exudes this leadership quality, and the impact on your organization of a leader who demonstrates this leadership quality. By the end of each episode, you'll have some tips to help how you and your organization can begin to identify, recruit, onboard, and develop leaders in your current leadership pool and future leadership pipeline who have these much needed five critical future leadership qualities. Today, we'll talk through the role, the value, and the impact of a leader who displays what I call an inquisitive nature and inquisitiveness and curiosity, which for the purposes of this episode, I'll be using these terms interchangeably throughout. Point one, defining an inquisitive. I've always asked why. I've been the kid in school who always asked the questions that everybody wanted to ask, but were too uncomfortable to ask. Let me give you an example. At the age of 11, I attended a Catholic school. I was 11, lacking information in terms of religion, but intrigued by what religion could open up for us. So I asked my teacher one day, when will we learn about other religions other than Catholicism? The answer I got as an 11-year-old surprised me. No other religion is important. Catholicism is the only religion that you'll ever need. Now, being the inquisitive that I am, but didn't know it then, I disagreed, respectfully, of course, but I asked why, and I kept on challenging and asking why. I was brought to the headmaster's office whereupon I was asked to repeat that, which I did, because inquisitives come from a place of purity, innocence, perhaps naivety, but always from a position of wanting to evolve something, to expand. So quite simply, folks, how you define an inquisitive, they always ask why, and they're a constant source of new ideas and innovation. Let's now look at some research 
Johns Hopkins University, they recently created what they call the Imagine Center. And I quote, we want to make it possible for everyone to experiment with their curiosity. The idea behind this is that it will empower people to try things out and connect with others who can support them as part of their transformation. And think of what the president of Johns Hopkins University, Ronald J. Daniels, had to say. To think creatively and critically for the future is an essential quality that we will need. Let me now talk about some research from Harvard Business Review. I was very surprised to learn that only 24% of people report being curious in their roles on a regular basis. What might that statistic now be post-COVID? Well, how about this? Some research by Linda Hill. It was published in Harvard Business School. Curiosity, not coding. Six skills leaders need in the digital age. The finding from Linda Hill's research found that fewer than half of the 1,500 research participants believe that they or other senior executives in their organizations have the right mindset to be curious. So as you're listening, I'd like to get you to think about these two questions. How do you encourage leaders to be curious? Think about their mindset and how to develop that mindset. And secondly, what barriers exist or might exist to leaders asking more questions in your organization? Point two, being an inquisitive. I ask too many questions. If you've heard other episodes from me, you'll remember my stories about Mr. Suits. Well, let me give you an example with Mr. Suits in mind and the firm that I work for as part of this. Upon joining Green Global, I made it my goal to meet all of the senior level leaders in the firm to get a clearer understanding of their visions, their growth strategies, and their expectations of my role. You see, an inquisitive is persistent. They display grit and resilience, and they have that resilience that's needed to dig deeper to understand situations and find solutions. However, in my case, as you already know, leaders who demonstrate inquisitiveness can sometimes be perceived as asking too many questions, and they can also appear as a threat to others at times. A challenge for you, though, but what if these inquisitives and leaders who demonstrate inquisitiveness are being perceived the wrong way? What if they are actually critical to the future growth within your organization? And even wider than that, what about if they're essential to the continued evolution in your industry? Hollywood producer Brian Grazer, you may remember him from such blockbusters like A Beautiful Mind and Apollo 13, just a few films to his credit. He wrote in a book called The Curious Mind, if you're the boss and you manage by asking questions, you're laying the foundation for the culture of your company. Grazer had a practice of going around the world having what he called curiosity conversations. You'll know an inquisitive and you'll know one when you see them because they tend to easily pivot when presented with new insights and they're quick to experiment and implement new ideas. And they're also humble enough to admit when their ideas don't work. If you're listening to this and you're curious about what types of questions inquisitive leaders ask, how about this? You'll always hear an inquisitive ask these kinds of questions. What if we tried that? What would we do if we weren't afraid of it not working? Or my favorite, which is borrowed from the real life incident when Captain Sully had to emergency land a passenger aircraft on the Hudson River back in 2009. If you had 208 seconds to make a decision, how would you approach it? You see, this last one is a great way 
to show how being inquisitive can aid better and more effective decision-making for leaders. Try it in your organization and see what happens. And yet, according to Harvard Business Review, 70% of people report facing barriers to asking more questions at work, despite having organizational policies and orientation materials that state asking questions is encouraged. Or take Microsoft's approach and how they gauge a candidate's level of inquisitiveness and curiosity. Chuck Edwards, the corporate VP of HR, likes to gauge the type of questions a candidate will ask at the end of the interview process. He wants to know how curious versus how safe the questioning posed by the candidate is, because to Edwards, that reveals the candidate's level of inquisitiveness and their ability to be creative. So some questions as you hear this, as you're listening to this, how do you perceive a leader with this type of inquisitiveness? And have you ever considered encouraging leaders to have curiosity conversations with their peers or another division or function in the same organization? Try it and see what happens. Point three, the impact of an inquisitive. Through being inquisitive in my senior level roles in over eight consulting firms, my inquisitiveness has directly contributed to the impact of those consulting firms. I've secured over $6 million in consulting revenue. I've generated over 3 million in new business, and I've helped to win over 20 new clients on behalf of those consulting firms and lean in all from being inquisitive. Inquisitives can have a significant impact on an organization if the conditions are created to embrace them. Inquisitives, they're unapologetic and they focus on continual improvement. They're driven by the bigger picture. And they're open-minded about others, as well as others' contributions, and in creating the conditions for others to bring their curiosity to the discussion. So think about that the next time you're looking at inquisitives in your organization and an appreciation of the impact that they can have. Think of Google's approach to how it encourages leaders to be inquisitive. It's basically normalized an organizational and leadership culture of curiosity, which is critical for its long-term growth and innovation. You see, Inquisitives ask questions, and you may be aware of the former Google CEO, Eric Schmidt, famously said, we run this company based on questions, not answers. Well, it turns out that the science backs this up too. Research from Oregon State University reveals that being inquisitive leads to better outcomes. Yeah, you heard me. In its research paper, Outside the Box, Epistemic Curiosity is a predictor of creative problem-solving and creative performance. The researchers from Oregon State University found a direct correlation for people who tested higher for the trait of curiosity on personality tests and their ability to creatively approach tasks. The bottom line, just their innate inquisitive nature allowed them to be more innovative. The impact of having leaders in your organization who are inquisitive leads to organizational improvements. It leads to wider industry improvements and ongoing innovation, which in turn leads to continued market differentiation. So to maximize the impact of inquisitives in your organization, try the following when you're working with them. Make it a habit that leaders always ask why in meetings and any interactions that they have by normalizing the idea of curiosity on a daily basis and proactively seek to remove the barriers that prevent these leaders from being inquisitive in their day-to-day -day role. A couple of questions before we wrap up. 
What are some of the ways that you can normalize inquisitiveness in your organization as part of supporting your leaders to be more innovative? And conversely, think about what happens if we actively discourage leaders from being inquisitive. Can you estimate the cost of discouraging it in your organization or in your wider industry? I can, and I have the numbers to prove it. Reach out to me if you want to find out more on this. In this episode, I shared the second of the fired leader qualities, inquisitive nature, a quality that's critical to the future of leadership and critical for how organizations continue to identify, recruit, onboard and develop future leaders. By now, I hope that you've learned why they're important and how to identify them. Take some time to digest what you've heard in this episode and ask yourself the following. What can I do to create an organization and an organizational culture of leaders who are inquisitive? And how can I integrate this into the way that we identify, recruit, onboard and develop leaders for the future? Think about how you can involve inquisitors with a current initiative or maybe a planned initiative or one that requires remedial attention. And think about the disruptions facing your organization, your industry, or to localize it, your team. Ask yourself, what value do you see that an inquisitive can bring to your organization to support these disruptions? And I'd like you to identify between one and three activities that you can conduct right now that will positively impact how leaders who demonstrate this quality are perceived as well as how they're identified in your organization and how you retain them. If you're seeking more insight into how leaders who are inquisitive are identified or want to understand the impact that they can truly have, reach out to me on LinkedIn and we'll send you a free Fired Leader Handbook. Message me, Handbook. We also run Fired Leadership Labs to help hiring managers, chief people officers, and VPs of HR to better understand these Fired Leader qualities and how to integrate them into how leaders are identified, recruited, onboarded, and developed. And if you don't know by now, the world's first fired leadership program is being deployed to a range of different beta audiences from a range of diverse organizations. And if you'd like to be part of that audience, find me on LinkedIn, message me to start a conversation. I really enjoyed today's episode. The second of the fired leader qualities is an essential one and helps to inform and shape the others that come. Tune in next time. And until then, be well. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning about the future of leadership. We'll be back next month with Paul for another episode. But until then, please visit Paul's website for additional resources at paulmacleadership.com. And until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.